Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Good evening and welcome to the one, the only Hog Talk podcast. We're live from the Sterling Soap and Roastery Studios, part of the Believe in Buzz radio networks where you can hear us on all podcast platforms as well as Buzz to 106.7 in Central Arkansas. So please like, rate, review our podcast. And we are presented to you by Bet Online, featured live game bettings, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. The fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. So head on over to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use our promo code BLEAV to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. And we go now to the Metters Lumber Hotline and bring in former Arkansas legend. Just finished up her first season with Athletics Unlimited. I believe I said that correctly. Danielle Gibson, thank you so much for joining the show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to join and um, finally get to be here. Yes. So um, the last time we chatted, you just got married and, and doing the whole married life softball. And, and so now you've added another aspect to the playing the married life now coaching. So how has all of that been since, you know, kind of catch up since you left Arkansas? Uh, sometimes I have to just sit back and realize that this is, I'm living a dream that I have wanted to live ever since I was about eight years old is playing pro. I get a lot of people in my corner that really love me and support me. Uh, my husband has just been dragged across the country, uh, watching me play and, and just being my biggest supporter. And I'm lucky to have my family also being drug around the country, um, to see me play. And so I feel like I'm on cloud nine, I'm living the dream. I've got supportive family. I've got kind of everything that um, I've ever wanted. So um, there's nothing but to be happy. And you're getting paid to, you know, play the game you love. How is that that, you know, now in, in an era where female athletes are getting paid to go play softball and all, the, especially with this and, you know, they do other sports besides softball. I, mean, I think they do lacrosse and basketball you know so what has it been like being a part of that and how was that first season that that you just basically finished up yesterday um athletes unlimited definitely breaks the barrier of women's athletics uh post collegiate play and so being able to play professional is something that uh no every little kid dreams of girl or boy i mean it's like these these young boys get to watch these um men play for years and years and and create a living by playing just a sport, by going out and playing with their buds every single day. And so the fact that Athletes Unlimited is allowing women to do that and is advocating for them, providing them the financial stability to go and play. And uh, it's just, it's really cool to see. And I'm, I'm really excited to be a part of the kind of still the, the first little era of it. I'm um, definitely trying to be a pioneer for the sport still and seeing where it's going to go is going to be really special. And being kind of the the pioneer for this new wave of where Arkansas is and then going into this, you're talking about, you know, advocating for, you know, little girls. I mean, 
before, you know, they got to see their stars play college, but then when they deep dive into it, it's like, what is after college? What, you know, now they have an outlet to reach for. So what do you think that will do for the growth of the sport where kids don't have to worry about, well, I'm going to go play four years at said college and, and, and that's it. I think that it's, it's amazing. I, I have also the opportunity to coach and other players get the, have the opportunity to still work. But one of my good friends, Amanda Lorenz, just um, kind of quit coaching and, and was, has just been a softball player this last year. And listening to her talk about just having to worry about training and being a person and, and just being a softball player. I mean, that's unheard of is she just, she, you know, is her, her husband, her fiance coaches at Clemson. Um, she just gets to train and be a softball player. And I mean, just how cool is that for her to be able to just focus on softball? It's something that the sport has never had before. And so I think that we're heading in a direction where that's um, going to be dominant. And I'm excited to see it. I am don't know if I'm going to just quit coaching because I love it so much, but definitely excited to do both. And let's go into that. You know, you, you start coaching and being able to. So what was, you know, it like going into the SEC, being but knowing in the back of your mind that more than likely you'd be coaching against your former team, which y'all actually did have a series, and we'll deep dive into that here in a second. But, you know, what was it like being across the dugout from Ogle Park where, you know, you just made so many memories, and what was the welcoming like when you come back? Absolutely breathtaking. I just remember standing, coming back to Bogle Park um, and seeing – the fans and seeing what my teammates and I helped build and prepping our girls at Georgia saying, you know, this berm is going to be full. They're going to be crazy. They're going, it's going to be a fun environment. You're going to maybe not hear the um, everyone calling the hogs as much because hopefully we're going to be winning. But uh, if things don't go our way, you're going to be hearing the the hog call and it can be obnoxious to some, but uh, it is like no other feeling when you get to do it as a, as a player. And so prepping them a little bit in that aspect of things and just realizing like, like we built that, like we have built the foundation of the hog call at Bogle Park, the home runs, the um, just the environment and, and seeing that. And then also being welcomed, welcomed back with such open arms. I mean, my decision to go to Georgia and to be in a different SEC could have went a different direction and then be a little bit upset with me. But they were the fans, the coaches, the team, my teammates, former and new teammates of, of um, Razorback softball were just so like I just felt so loved. And so like they were so proud of me. And that's something that I feel like allowed me to just be myself at Georgia and keep continue to learn and continue to grow because I felt like I had people behind me in my corner. Maybe, uh, maybe not so many people were maybe a little bit still upset that I was gone, but, um, I'm excited. I'm excited for the program to go forward. I'm excited for Georgia to go forward. I think the SEC is still such a dominant conference in softball. And I'm grateful that I could have started my coaching career, um, in such a dominant, dominant conference. And talk about, you know, Georgia this year for a second. You know, they, again, you know, before we started recording, we were talking about, you know, you being able to come back in the very first game, they gave away your your jerseys. And I had asked Coach Stifle beforehand, I said, do we not need to wait till the very last game? Because we don't know what she's telling the, the, the Georgia, you know, in, in the tactics. And 
and it seemed to work because Georgia sweeps Arkansas and and I get a little funny message the the week after of maybe we should have waited a little bit to give away the jerseys. So, but just that aspect of it, you know, talking about Georgia's season this year and you know, the SEC as a whole represented in the College World Series, women's College World Series, very well. Um, I'll start with just the SEC part. I think that you're seeing Tennessee really play play really well. They've always been a dominant program. I think you're seeing Florida kind of um, also playing well. The Alabama. You just have all these different powerhouse schools that are you think like oh my gosh they're football schools but also they're also softball schools and so seeing that is really cool but Georgia has been a dream I'm so extremely grateful for the staff there JT Chelsea Tony they have just opened me welcomed me with open arms and allowed me to just be myself and learn by doing I think that the learning by doing has allowed me to grow I tell my husband all the time, I feel like I've grown in uh, a full nine to 10 months, like five years. I feel like I've got so much experience under my belt because they trust me so much. And I think that that's just the respect that we have for each other. Um, It was so exciting to see the girls, like see from a different perspective, their struggles, their excitement, their them pushing through those struggles. I think that that's really been my focus this year on myself playing is the perspective, the outside perspective. You know, there's a lot more people in your corner than, than sometimes you think when you're a student athlete. And so seeing them struggle, seeing them persevere is something that just drew me in more to coaching. It, uh, like, Outside of the development aspect of things, I think that developing swings is, is I can talk about hitting all day, but watching these girls, connecting with these girls is just like, there's no better feeling than, than seeing them succeed. And it's exactly why I know um, Coach Seifel continues to coach, why there's so many of these great coaches is because they connect and, and they have their relationships. And so I, I'm forever indebted to Tony for allowing me to do that. I'm excited to continue to coach to continue to coach and to keep coaching um, wherever that may take me. And uh, I definitely know that I have a supportive husband and a supportive family to to keep me going on that path. And the many hats that you wear, you know, is there times where you know you're coaching and you want to put the player hat on, or or you're sitting at the house and you want to put that coaching hat on? You know, how hard was that to jumble all three of those aspects of you just say like Georgia's going through a slump and you just want to go in there and just join in being fresh out of college and playing. I mean, was it hard for the girls at Georgia to really take to you because you were so fresh out of college or was it one of them that they've watched you play? They seen what you built at Arkansas and you just gained that respect of just like the respect you gained at Arkansas. They're, the girls at Georgia were so welcoming, and I think it's because we had this kind of, as players, we had they were never one of our biggest rivalries, so we had this like friendly respect with them. And so with the girls, I respected them just as much as they respected me. I went in there and knew that Sydney Chambly, Sydney Kuma, Jada Kearney, they could just flat out hit. And so I think I went in with a appreciative, respectful, like, guys, I'm, I'm a big fan of this program. Like, you have no idea. I've been following you guys, and I'm excited to get in and to help any way that I can. But at the end of the day, they were the ones that allowed me to come in and trusted me so quick that I felt like I was able to make an impact right away. It took some time with the relationship aspect of things of, you know, them understanding that I was there for the right intentions and 
knowing that I just wasn't there just to be there and, and collect the money. But uh, it's just, it's exciting to see it happening. It's exciting to see the, the sport grow. It's exciting to see the fourth paid, the third paid assistant. That's huge for our sport. I'm so excited about that. It's going to give um, a head coach more of a management role, which they get paid to do. They don't get paid to kind of do everything they're, they're managing. And, and so I'm excited for that. Um, I can talk about this all day. I kind of forgot where the question was. That's, that's what it's all about. And just talking about the, having a conversation and, you know, talking about Arkansas, I think in the midst of the progress of this program, I think a lot of people really forgot how much Arkansas dropped from last year to this year. They don't, I mean, I understand that, you know, rebuilding and reloading and, Everybody expected Arkansas just to automatically, you know, get back to the Supers or, or, or finally make it to, you know, the Women's College World Series because of the transfer portal, you being a transfer portal player. And I think the, the loyal and loyal Arkansas fans remember that, but some casuals probably don't even remember that you yourself was a portal player. You know, just talk about Arkansas's season this year and, and what Shanice has done for this program and just being able to play alongside her and her I don't think I've ever met or watched a more poised athlete in in any sport than her yeah I'm um Shanice is phenomenal I think that she's a phenomenal competitor she's extremely well poised and just seasoned she's so fun to be around I love her so much she's been a great teammate she's just very steady and the way that she uh, operates on and off the field which I can respect as a fellow competitor but I think that you're, that the Razorback fans saw a year of Razorback softball that was just raw talent. I think that it was a lot of youth, a lot of um, figuring out to do, whether it was leadership or um, whatnot. And, you know, I'm not in those conversations to know what really was, was the keeper of them going forward. I think they got a really tough draw with Oregon. I think they caught Oregon at a really hot time. And so I that was definitely just unlucky. I think you're at the mercy of luck sometimes when you're getting those draws on Selection Sunday. I think that Arkansas has become a loved program amongst the country, and I think there's a lot of people pulling for the Razorbacks in ways that maybe we don't see or we think that you know we're not getting as much recognition as we want. I think that the, that the softball program definitely has more fans than not. And so it was tough. It was tough to see us not get back to supers and not push the envelope further and get to the World Series. But I know that uh, Coach Seifel is one of the best. She's got something up her sleeve and is is always ready for the next response. I think that she's going to um, build a great program, continuing to build a great program. And I just think that this year was was needed for her to be able to do and un be uncomfortable and make that next step going forward. And I'm excited to see the program continue to make steps forward. It looks like maybe from the outside, they took a step back, but I think it was a very uncomfortable year with raw talent and just uh, youngsters that it's going to be only motivate them going forward. But there's a lot of years left with some of these talented players. I think of Reagan Johnson, she's got three more years um, in, in Razorback red. And so I'm, I'm excited to see what she's going to do and, you know, break records and, and just records are meant to be broken and she's, she's going to break them. And yeah. Gonna be excited. And being that, you know, we talked before the season about the mixture of portal players and you had, you know, 
it, it, what I thought was, you know, with Shanice and, and uh, Hannah, you know, they had a group of leaders like you and Lenny and Hannah McEwen to lean on. And it's like now they were the leaders and there was a mixture. And you being a portal player, I mean, how long does it take? Because Coach Matt is just analytics and having him and Coach Diefel, I mean, how long does it take someone to really get adjusted, one, to Arkansas system, but yet these freshmen coming out of these travel ball leagues and high school ball, you're coming to a Division One program. So just talk about the adjustments that they have to go through to fit into what Arkansas's system is. Yeah, I think the 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 country is just, is still trying to understand the the difference that the portal can make, um, and and the fact that it is a real thing and that it is a new day recruiting. I think that it's got some really good aspect of things. As a portal kid, there's a lot of uh, times where kids peak later, and so they don't under really get the recognition or this the eyes that they deserve while being recruited in in high school. And I think that that's great that they peak later. I think you're, I feel still feel like I haven't peaked in my abilities. And so that aspect of things is being able to get kids that still have the work ethic, that still have the talent that's growing. But Matt and Courtney, Coach Coach Michael and Coach Eiffel, they have a built a culture that's inclusive, that has been welcoming open arms. I think that, that for, you know, incoming freshmen or transfers that it's really on them to feel vulnerable and to, and to really push themselves forward. I think it took me a little bit of time just because I had an experience at my previous school where it kind of took that vulnerability away from me. And so I would have liked looking back on things to be a little bit more vulnerable quicker. But times, you know, uh, lessons are meant to be learned in life. And so that for me is is definitely going forward when I'm a head coach and being able to build inclusive environments and and bring vulnerability in. I think that you're seeing them be vulnerable quicker with the kids. I think the kids are being more vulnerable quicker with them um, and creating environments that are very um, healthy to play in and motivating to play in. And the mental aspect and, and with, you know, mental awareness being such a prevalent thing now and really taking account for, you know, Talk about you being highly recruited and just the mindset of, you know, they're they're already looking at 26s and 27s. You know, the mindset of being a freshman uh, uh, and not a college, but a freshman in high school, a sophomore in high school. And we were just talking about the big event out in Colorado. And you've got all these colleges looking at you and pitching at you and talking to you. And then on top of that, you have your parents and everybody at your high school, you know, talk about the biggest difference when it comes to, you know, being able to just take a step back and it be about you and your decision on where you want to go, what that's done in incoming portal, uh, Brie Ellis from Auburn really made it and, and spoke out about it. And, you know, we're going to have her on a future show to talk about that, but that is a lot of things that's not being brought up. Everybody wants to say that you're turning on these schools and turning on said where you went to go in another place, but really emphasize on the mental aspect of the difference between being a freshman in high school and then being a freshman in college and being able to make the decision for yourself. Yeah. I don't want to say that there's a flaw in the recruiting system, but it's just, you're not who you are your freshman year of high school and your senior year of, or junior year of college. Um, you go through so many experiences that shape and form your personality. And um, 
and build the way that you that you look at life and build your perspective and you know it's okay that you want to leave a school based off of the way that you're feeling men- mentally because maybe that is something that is triggering you to then move forward and be uncomfortable get out of your comfort zone and continue to grow um i think that it's i'm just going to be honest i think it's harsh for some people to really just look at the transfer portal in a negative light and think that all transfer athletes are transferring for bad intentions i think that you have to maybe give sometimes the benefit of the doubt that there are some things that are pushing kids out of out of colleges that are not their fault and so being able to understand that and that perspective of everyone's situation is different some schools maybe are looking forward to bringing some kids in because they've finished their four years or so they've maybe graduated from their from their school or stuff like that and so um I wish that there was a little bit more grace with some of these um, transfer student athletes. I can definitely relate to them, but the mentality is, is like um, you're, you never have it figured out. And um, when you, when you think you have it figured out in high school of like where you want to go, it's really not, not what you have figured out. And you get to that college and you're like, man, I thought I had division one softball figured out in my brain and you never have it figured out. And so, we play, we're in a game of figure it out mode. We're in a game, we're in a life of figuring it out. Nobody ever has it figured out. And so sometimes I think these high school athletes think that they're playing the game of figure it out until they commit. Okay, I've committed, I figured it all out. And that's the biggest mistake is, is you got to keep figuring it out. So, and, and the thing, and I can bring parenting into this, it's almost like, and this is not in a negative way. It's like, Kids want to be adults until it's time to be an adult. You know, when they get to Division One school, it's a job. You know, yes, you got to understand they're whining and dining you to get you come to that school. But once you sign on the dotted line, that's where all that whining and dining ends. You're going to go get your food at the mess hall and and get your, you know, your car to get your your meal. But, you know, it that's the where the dedication comes in of your whole life is softball. You know, it's not – seventh hour in high school or we're going to go play on the weekend you know that dedication and you've seen again all aspects of this and what i want to bring into the conversation is you know the way nil has changed the game with the women and female athletes getting paid what have you seen as a player and now as a coach that you know these these female athletes and these athletes in in general are starting to get paid get a little money for their worth as we should say it you know, what changes have you seen in just the aspect of the game since that's been in effect? Yeah, there's been a lot. Um, I won't sugarcoat it. There's been a lot. It's been exciting to see just as a coaching perspective, these girls advocate for themselves and push to talk to the talk about themselves highly to brands uh, and, and get what they deserve when it comes to financial aspects. Um but also it's exactly what you said. It's it's getting paid for what they deserve and how they're showcasing themselves. There's a ton of money in collegiate athletics that um, kind of go unseen to a lot of really talented athletes. And I think it's cool that these athletes get to use their likeness, really. It's their likeness that they have on the field, on the court, um, in the pool, anything. It's, it's how they make people feel when they watch them. And so that is the entertainment business. They entertain people by the way that they play just by the way they play their sport the sport that they love and so it's exciting to see 
people being able to draws me back to the original question about Amanda Lorenz. It's like she gets to play softball for a living now. That is so huge and so exciting for our sport, for her, for young women out there that um, this NIL, you can make a living out of it if, if you're able to um, really advocate for yourself, speak well for yourself and showcase yourself in a light that is um, definitely entertaining. So, yeah. And it's kind of crazy because in Arkansas and I've, I've shared this with coach Stifel a lot and she's realized that, you know, when I was in high school, they still played slow pitch in high school. Like the, the state championship was slow pitch and they transitioned the year after I graduated 2000, 2001. So, you know, it's still, yes, it seems like a long time ago, 23 years ago, but in the grand scheme of it, you know, so far behind and, you know, we'll end it on, on this aspect of it. And you would talk about the talent and what Arkansas has done. Now you're seeing so many kids in Arkansas. You look at UCA. We knew outside of UCA, they didn't see it coming, but in the state of Arkansas, we seen it coming. We seen the day that they were going to beat Arkansas and they did beat them twice this year, but it was because of their talent. We knew how good they were. Just talk about, the effect Arkansas has had on the in-state talent and the other schools that benefit because now with Arkansas recruiting on more of a national level, these in-state kids that are good enough to go to Arkansas can now go to other schools. Totally. I'm, I have my own experiences of giving lessons and, and working camps when I first got there of not really seeing a whole ton of talent coming from Southern California and, and the state of Arizona where softball is pretty dominant, but then coming to Arkansas and it's like, these kids, some of these kids can't like, it's just the where, where we're at the demographic, the socioeconomic status. Some of these families don't have the finances to supply their kids with the bats, with the gloves, with the traveling. Um, it's Some of them come from very rural areas. And so seeing the sport grow by just talent can just speak wonders into, into how our softball team, our student athletes have poured back into the, into the state. I hope that uh, my lessons and and my um, kids that I've worked with uh, ha can feel that, but it's it's just exciting. UCA has always played great games against us against ever since we started playing them, and so um, we felt that it was coming anytime now. Unfortunately, uh, but it's definitely exciting for the state. I, I just think that I think the world of Arkansas, these kids that come out of Arkansas are extremely special. They grow up watching a university like the University of Arkansas with so much appreciation and just like starstruck. I think about when I grew up watching UCLA play, it's like, man, it's like my hometown, my, what I see these girls, it's where I live. And it's just exciting to see the state of Arkansas really jump in, uh, in softball specifically. It's it's very nice too that Oklahoma City is close, so yeah. um, they get they're they're close a driving distance to go see some really good ball playing in in June. And, and one thing we forgot to even mention is you know you were playing for Autism Speaks, and we talked about beforehand the connection we have both have with the autism and stuff. What what has it been like to be able to play for such a cause, and what made you choose you know Autism Speaks to to represent you and who you play. for? Gosh, I can go into this and it can make me start crying just based off of the relationships and the connections that I have. But um, long story short, I have two really special people in my family. 
Um, and in my friend, my bubble, I would say, I have a cousin who is on the spectrum. And so watching her grow up, watching my mom kind of not like watch her and, and babysit her. And so she was over a ton when we were younger, just because her mom had to work overtime and to, and to really work really hard to, to support her and, um, seeing her and the stereotypes not match, um, really hurts my heart just because it's, uh, she's so high functioning. She can, you know, talk to people, she has feelings, she's got emotions. And so, um, it's been cool to watch her grow up and, and then, you know, I think she was diagnosed a little bit later. And so, you know, you always know a little, something a little bit was off, but then, you know, it kind of makes a little bit more sense now just with how loving and, and caring she is. I think that people on the spectrum can really um, get a kind of uh, a bad rap about the way that they express their feelings. But Hope, my cousin, is one of the most loving people. She goes and hugs everyone. Uh, it's so it's so cute. And so um, and then a super fan, Cole, yeah. um, he is just brings so much light into my softball life and into my personal life. I have him to think about sometimes thinking like the sport is so, there's so much more to the sport than like regular softball. Um, it's about the fans. It's about your community. Uh, I'm getting teary eyed just thinking about all the times that I've uh, been able to just see Cole and see him so excited. Uh, and so I autism speaks is definitely um, something that is near and dear to my heart. I'm excited for the future pairing of us together. And so um, it just re- keeps me grounded, keeps me reminded that there's so much more than softball, um, that exactly. life life is short and, and so important to live authentically you. And you see the comment, you know, you're, you've left a legacy at Arkansas. You know, you, there's no denying, you know, that. And I appreciate you from a parent of an autistic child that you you know, chose that and because it means a lot to us and what we get to experience, you've experienced it personally and just the effect those kids have on other people. And you see it's, it's just priceless. You know, what we get to witness on a daily basis that other people are like, you know, get to enjoy like they, that's our everyday life and we love it. So we, we thank you so much for doing that. I thank you for your choosing that organization to to represent and can't wait to see your future endeavors with them but i'd ask brit uh i know i keep on saying we're done but (laughs) (laughs) i can talk all night so i you have have to tell me to shut up because i can talk all night (laughs) i'm the the same way but we you know when we had braxton burnside on and i i asked her you know five years from now when you come back to this state and you get to step foot on that field and you see the SEC championships and you get to see the, the berm full, you know, what would, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? And I'll ask you the same thing. And also, do you still have those four home run balls that, that you hit the cycle with? Um, I have to just lift my laptop up right here. There you go. Right. Right over there somewhere right there. That's awesome. Um, but the really the only thing that I, that comes to mind is like, is hopefully I'm standing there with my teammates, um, alumni of of this amazing program, and we get to really think like, like we no one can take this moment away from us, and we I hope we just soak it in, um, and probably shed a few tears, uh, share a few laughs, and just remember all the memories that we were able to 
create and fortunate enough to create on that field. And uh, I felt a little bit about that, a little bit of that coming back, lucky enough to have the welcome back that I did. And um, it's just, it leaves me speechless. Uh, I'm so fortunate to have the experience that I did at Arkansas and feel so much love for our university. Well, it, it truly was an honor to be able to cover you, your team, and what watching this thing grow, you know, four years to, I mean, Sam Torres said it the best from free tickets to 3000 people and turning people away. Um, the, the biggest mark with me, and I think what will always stick in my mind of when I realized y'all were special and the program was special. I can't remember who y'all were playing what series, but it was a midweek series, 40 degrees outside and the ticket booth had sold out like, and it, the burn was full, the stadium was full. And, and to me, that was amazing to see from 50 people to 3000, you know, breaking records every, but so I really appreciate you coming on, talking to us, catching up. And I, I'm, I know we'll have, definitely have you on again in the future. You know, we keep on chopping up about Arkansas softball. Thank you so much for having me. I had a blast. Oh, you're welcome. Well, that will do it for this episode of the Hog Talk Podcast. Again, you can catch us next week after the 4th of July. We will not have a show until after then, so we hope you and your family have a safe 4th of July. As for Porter Hayes, that will do it. Joined by Danielle Gibson. Y'all have a good evening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.